Hello and welcome to Simply CC. Today we've got a special guest in-house from ODU. I'm John Broderick. I'm the president of Old Dominion and I have been for the last 11 years. This interview is going to be about your presidency, some things that you've accomplished, and where you see things going. It's exciting. I'm delighted to be a part of it. I'd like to start with asking, what was life before your presidency? I was a vice president here for 14 years before I was named president. Previously to that, I was a faculty member at the University of Pittsburgh, and I was an administrator at, at St. Bonaventure University. So I'm, I've spent the better part of my working life in higher education in some capacity. Cool. What got you involved in the first place? I, I think it was the desire at, at one point to teach. I, I, I wanted to be in, in a classroom and had the opportunity to do that full-time for uh, several years and then recognize while I enjoyed teaching I also enjoyed kind of the implementation of, of what we teach and, and mm -hmm. I enjoyed being a practitioner my background is English so I was in public relations and in journalism and marketing and recognized while I enjoyed teaching those types of classes I also enjoyed doing the work that was part of being a professional. So had a nice balance throughout my career between being someone who, who was in the field and also someone who was talking about it in the classroom. That's good. <laughs> um, I did the Monarch Teach course here, and a lot of that was trying to groom students to do that kind of thing because you have some professors even here who are experts in the field but may not be able to teach it and translate that information. So. Yeah, I was I was very fortunate, I think, to have the, the balance between professional experience and also mm -hmm. some of the uh, teaching that I've been able to do and continue to do. Cool. I saw online that you went to undergraduate and, I believe, graduate school? I did. Okay, so did going to those schools influence the decisions that you make now or your experiences? Definitely. I, I think my time in, in Boston, for example, uh, shaped me in, in a lot of ways about why I'm so passionate about diversity and mm -hmm. inclusivity. When I was in Boston, it was a time where they were integrating um, schools, and candidly, it was not a, a proud time that was a to long be time in ago. Boston. Well, I'm a long time on the <laughs> earth, so that, that's a good mix. But it was in, you know, the late 70s, the early 80s when that started and, and there were just a lot of things that, that I observed and, and saw that I, I knew I did not want to be a part of a world where that was what occurred and, and what happened and so so that brought me a, a great deal of, of balance and then having been at St. Bonaventure which was a Franciscan institution where there was a great deal of energy and effort put on serving the students and serving each other and, and mm -hmm. I think that really created uh, what I've tried to implement here on the student success side. So, so both of those institutions beyond the education side, which was remarkable of both, mm -hmm. also shaped me I think as a person. Cool, cool. Um, that's one of the things that students and parents here really appreciate is how you've been able to create um, an inclusive environment here on campus. I know that there's a lot of different backgrounds here. Like I'm a military student, so even being in one university for four years is daunting, <laughs> but it's nice to have so many options and so many cultures to interact with so that everyone feels at home. 
Uh, this is kind of their, for a lot of people, first time away from their families, and you want to make it an environment that they feel welcome in, and we greatly appreciate that. Well, and the key word you used, I think, was interact, because, you know, we can be in diverse places, but if mm -hmm. we choose not to take advantage of it, or people choose not to take advantage of our diversity, then then we really don't gain from it. And, and that's mm -hmm. one of the factors that has always uh, made me feel so welcome myself at Old Dominion, is we just have these phenomenal chances to learn from each other. Like you said, whether we're a military student, whether we're an international student, mm -hmm. whether we're an adult student, whether we're a traditional learner, we're, we're all here and we all gain from knowing more about each other's experiences. Yes. Yeah. Are there any things in your presidency, because you've been president for about 11 years now, that in the beginning you did not know that you know now or things that you could, if you could, go back and change? I think every every year you hopefully get a little smarter. Mm -hmm. in, an, in a job like president, you're, you're around so many people who, who are intelligent. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I've always tried to recognize is I'm not always going to be, in fact, seldomly will I be, the smartest person in the room. Mm -hmm. But I will certainly be the most inquisitive person in the room. Because when we come out, I want to take advantage of everything everybody else knew to help me make decisions. So, no, there's not really one thing that I could look back on and say, I wish we had done something differently. Mm -hmm. You make the decisions based on what's available to you at the time. Sometimes a year or two after, if you could look back and the scenario was the same, you might not have gone out the left door, you might have mm -hmm. gone out the right. But, but once you do something, you just have to believe and, and move forward. Cool. I like that answer. <laughs> um, that definitely keeps your, uh, your mind and your heart at peace instead of having to dwell on the situation. So, Absolutely. Yes. And, and, you know, anything... I hope that I say or do is is based, as you said, on, on your own courage of conviction. You, right. you don't do things to win the popularity right. contest. There's no such thing in the world now to begin with. So it's important to have a clear conscience of what you believe in, and hopefully that's what you represent. Yeah. What are some things that have worked wonderfully in your term, like... Um they dedicated that dining hall to you for various reasons. Uh, is there any particular thing that you can think of that you've done? Yeah, and, and, and when you say that, that I've done, obviously there's or like a, yeah, lots of people who have contributed. But yeah. sure, I mean, the, the efforts that I think we've made in, in student success here ha have been monumental. I mean, mm -hmm. we have increased our retention rate and our graduation rates in, in really a, a six-year window. Mm -hmm. That says that some of the things that we're doing to try to ensure students have a good experience here 
is not only translating into how we serve, but also the role that, that faculty have, have played in terms of trying to maintain academic rigor, but also mm -hmm. recognizing we serve a lot of first-generation students here. Mm -hmm. And so what are the types of things that, that we can do to uh, make that better? I think we've made uh, phenomenal strides in, in some of our research areas, certainly our, our leadership in coastal resiliency and mm -hmm. bioelectrics and modeling and simulation, I think, are now nationally recognized. Um, programs and if you just look around the campus I, I love to run into people who haven't been here for three years or mm -hmm. five years and They're you know so they've excited. never seen the education building they've never seen the Barry Art Museum they've never mm -hmm. seen the Broderick Dining Commons and as you know we have close to 200 million dollars worth of construction going on yes. right now so yeah it's disruptive and sometimes people can't park exactly <laughs> where they want but but I'd rather come back to a campus 10 years from now and say wow is that place changed as opposed oh, yeah. to wow my parking place is still there oh yeah um i used to work with the um, office of advancement and we did a lot of calling alumni and parents and things and students recent alumni i'm going to call them um they've noted how when they do come back there's a new building or there's just something exciting for them to look at I know a lot of people were excited about that Barry Art Museum, mm -hmm. and my cousin, she's in high school, but she read about it, and she heard about it, and she was so excited. We just took her there uh, two weeks ago, and she spent the entire two hours we were in there reading every single thing, looking at all the pictures, um, the sculptures. She, I could see her brain working, and for a 16-year-old who's not been involved otherwise than me bringing her here with the campus, that was really cool to see and how impactful that is to the community around us. And what's so terrific about an art museum, art represents so many other forms of life, mm -hmm. science, engineering, you know, social issues at a, at a particular time. And, and so I, I know the, um, the Berry family, if, if they were listening, would, would be <laughs> so strengthened by what you said, because that was part of what their goal was in establishing the museum was to, you know, help a, a, a university community mm -hmm. also grow in its in its appreciation. So that that's a wonderful example of, of, of hopefully what we're doing. That's what we used to tell people when um, the opening ceremony was last semester, right? Right. So when we were promoting it, we were saying that it was it's an opportunity to bring a different group or different demographic to the university since we already have so many people supporting the football and basketball mm -hmm. team and the scientists come back and do lectures with our, um, I don't know what you would call those. I know they do them in um, the Mills Godwin building on mm -hmm. Fridays and things. Yeah. But the art community, the only museum we had was the one on Monarch Way and a lot of people would drive right past it and not even know it was there. Uh, so having something on the corner of 43rd, Mm -hmm. And um, Hampton Boulevard, it's so public. It's right next to the firehouse. You can see it when you drive past. It's right next to the Ted Constant Center. It just all works out for the benefit of the university and bringing us a different, like I said, demographic to the school. And there was some internal disagreement, which I eventually won, where some people did not want to put the museum there. They wanted to save that space for an academic building and put the museum a, a street back but that nobody would, fall. would see it and exactly i mean the the visibility and the impressions that we get mm -hmm. um, from that museum even from people who don't stop there yeah who now as they're going down hampton boulevard 
you know, they see the new school of education, they see the Berry Art Museum. Buildings. Soon they'll be seeing a school of health sciences that'll mm -hmm. be popping up. And so, like you said, those people who just come here for basketball or football, who never see the back end of the campus, mm -hmm. now have a much more favorable impression. So that museum, being on Hampton Boulevard, was, was very important to yes. us. Another question I had was, how have you grown as you've been here and things have changed? I, I would like to think that, you know, we all evolve as, as we get older. And I, I'm, I, I always thought I was accepting to different points of view, but I, I think I've, I've expanded that now to realize, you know, it wasn't, to me, it doesn't seem like that many years ago where I was the young person at the microphone and somebody else was the old person mm -hmm. answering my questions. And, and now that that role is reversed. But, but hopefully between, you know, that time and, and this time, so some of the basic tenets that you get from your own family fabric are still mm -hmm. part of what I represent. And, and I'd like I'd like to think that even though it's a place with 24,000 students that any student who feels, you know, he or she has ever approached me, I honestly believe they would recognize that I was interested in, in their particular story or, mm -hmm. or their message or whatever it was they, they wanted to share with me. That, that's, that's why we're here. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for you, I, I wouldn't have a job. And all of us who work here should have that in the you know front of our mind every day when we walk in. Mm -hmm. How much longer are you planning to be president? Why well, you, you gonna replace me here <laughs> real soon? Is that what you're going for? You know, I, I this is my 25th year at Old Dominion. It's a long time. It is a long time, but you'll eventually someday be in a seat where someone will say to you, it's a long time, and you'll say, well, it's not that long yet. So I, I have a couple years left on my contract, and I enjoy the job, and I think, by and large, the board appreciates the job I'm doing. So, you know, as, as long as I'm healthy and we're all getting along with each other, um, I, I don't have a, an immediate date of when I want to step aside, but uh, I will certainly recognize that, you know, every institution at some point needs a new look or mm -hmm. uh, a refresh button, and I'll try to uh, promise I won't be one of those people who <laughs> they, they have to chase out of the building in order to make a change. Okay. Well, I think you'll be cool to stick around a lot of people like you and well, you've done a thank lot you. of good things uh, what are some things you see for the future of the university for the rest of your time clearly there's some real opportunities um, for us to to enhance our, our status especially in places where where state government and federal governments are investing and, and right now that's in STEM H education. So mm -hmm. we want to very much be a part of where those state 
dollars go to attract and retain that Amazon workforce, for example. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily that Amazon is going to be in our backyard, but Amazon's going to need 7,000 plus people who Mm -hmm. are going to have certain desired skill sets. We want to be part of creating that educated workforce, not not only for Amazon, but candidly right here in in Hampton Mm -hmm. Roads. We've we've got off the ground, I think, very quickly in the whole cybersecurity area. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another place where, again, there's going to be more and more public investments in education in those areas because we all know, many of us are examples of it, of how easy it is to to be hacked and how easy it Mm -hmm. is for the world to get turned upside down for that. And and yet, you know, we, we continue, I think, to make great progress is the institution that continues to educate a, a number of teachers, that mm-hmm. creates another group of, of healthcare professionals, as well as what we we do in, in business and the arts, as you talked about. So I, I think our, our, our projection is good to maintain some of the things we're doing and take advantages of these places where we can grow. And another place where we can continue to grow is with online Mm-hmm. Education. I mean, you're getting better with it, though. I think we're getting better uh, with it, but there's a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. And when you think that some of these schools that we're competing against are buying, you know, three million dollar ads during the Super Bowl, and you know we're trying to just gear up to do different things, mm-hmm. it's it's a scale. So we got to figure out where the places are that we can really be good where we can make a difference and, and try to try to go after some niches as opposed to saying gee we can compete against Phoenix or Arizona State and or southern New Hampshire those, those places are huge so let's figure out where we have some opportunities and, and that's probably where we need to expand our efforts and I think some of those um, stem H areas that we talked about are mm-hmm. perfect examples of those Cool. I'm going to go ahead and close the interview. It's been about 20 minutes. Uh, Do you have social media or a public social media? I don't. Okay. If you guys want to find more information about our guest today, search John Broderick and all of his information will come up. Um, He's the president of Old Dominion University who took time to do this interview and I greatly appreciate it. Again, I can't express enough how much our student population and the parents and alumni and even people who just know about the university appreciate what you and your team have done for the school Uh, you guys have done a lot of good uh, a lot of opportunities like we've got uh, tutoring services for free which is great so we could pass our classes (laughs) and even to the expansion of the university we greatly appreciate it well thank you and this was fun for me and this is someone many years ago who was also part of campus media at a, at a radio station in in Boston this this brought back some memories and <laughs> actually the studio in terms of its size and all those other things uh, not that much has changed anyway other than uh, probably a little more sophisticated way of delivering the message so thank you for making me feel so welcome this was fun <laughs>